0: hi hello welcome to another episode of now and then with brad and isaiah it's your host isaiah uh it's gonna be another solo episode sorry guys A uh, little him and ha schedule stuff um you know Uh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get it all sorted out. Hopefully we'll get a, a duo episode soon, full strength. Um, but I really do have oodles and oodles of news for you. Um, so I, I got, I picked a few from the vine, you know, you know, you know how I do. Um, but, uh, I'll talk a little bit about myself, my week, a little bit, elaborate. Um, let's see what happened. Major had to go without water for a day. Um, the apartment complex where I live, they're like, hey, we got to shut that down for repairs. Um, and uh, we will let you know when it's back on. And I was like, oh, so I was pretty worried about that. Um, but luckily, it wasn't too long. Um, but for me, I don't know. I I, I, I was worried. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in survivor mode. I'm thinking like Bear grill style. Like, what should I do? So I went ahead and I got uh, a case of water, like, you know, a little water bottle things or whatever. Uh, And then I also got a bucket for, you know, poop, you know, you know, the stuff (laughs) Uh, just in case. But luckily we didn't have to use it. So now I just have a new bucket. So that's nice upgrade. Um, Let's see. Food corner. I want to I don't really feel like anything's too. Well, no, I did. I did a little food duo. Um, I went to Jimmy John's and I got the. the JJ BLT and a pickle and let's see chips, the jalapeno chips and an oatmeal cookie. And then I went to skyline and, um, I got two cheese conies, a bowl of chili, and they had a uh, raspberry cheesecake or like a cheesecake with a like raspberry drizzle and like whipped cream on the side. So I got all that and I ate it. So that was pretty cool. Um, that was maximum. Um, other than that though, nothing too wild on the food corner. Um TV, I've been watching some arcane still. Hopefully I finish that because it's been pretty good. Um let's see, what else? Stone Ocean came out, and I need to watch that on Netflix. Um, hopefully I can get back to that soon and report on you guys report to you guys, tell you it's good. I'm I'm assuming it's just gonna be dope. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, that's, that's, that's the high notes. That's the big stuff. Um, let's see, let's get into it. Get into it. Yeah. Um, the first thing I got is from the Guardian. Um, gangsters use vehicles to ram into Mexico prison and free nine inmates. So this is a pretty just eye-catching story for me that I, you know, immediately got into. It just felt like a Grand Theft Auto mission or something like that. But apparently things like this are becoming a little bit more common at least in terms of like gangs in like Southern America and stuff like that, uh, they're getting access to more technology and just more organized in terms of like saying, "Hey, let's get some vehicles together, let's put some armor plating on a truck, and let's ram a prison." So there was this prison in Tula, and um, let's see, the escapees include uh, Jose Artinio, Maldano, uh, Maldonado, uh, Maldonado uh, Mija. And his alias is El Mihocano. Ooh, I really, I really could have used Chris for this, this one. I should, I really should have put this on the other one, at least for pronunciations. Um, but um, he is the leader of a local crime organization known as the Pueblos United, the Pueblos Unidos. Um, so that was a, uh, you know, something that was like, okay, that was not something I expected to read um, in my news feed. But they are still on the look, on the hunt, you know, for these people. They are still at large. Um, But there was also car bombs, I believe, that were used. So that was also another development that they noted that this has kind of been like an escalation in tactics, um, because normally in Mexico, that's not common. Um, Also, apparently, uh, President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, He has turned to armed forces for public military security roles, I guess, in lieu of the situation, which is kind of like a backtrack from his hugs, not bullets campaign that he ran on. Um, You know, in some regards, you understand, like, yeah, you're trying to clamp down on crime. Yes, yes, yes. But like, when you are trying to sit there and say, hey, you know, we're trying to, you know, stop the violence, but you're doing things that are potentially, like, I don't want to say more violent, but you know, you're just having more military presence not just police you know in cities in places and stuff like that i know that that potentially can ratchet up up things and make things even more intense so um you know if there's any more uh to get there we will definitely keep you posted or you know if they wind up finding guys apprehending them um because it's interesting um also they said too um that even like drones and stuff have been kind of utilized which i was like man like Technology just keeps on increasing. And I think um, as it trickles down, as people get more access to it, um, you know, you're just going to see more use of it everywhere in every single way, for good, bad, otherwise. So, um, let's see. The next thing we got, uh, I got this from American Military News. Um, This is also, you know, trickulated throughout. I found it throughout on Google News and stuff like that. Um, but a man with a shotgun surrenders after police standoff outside of the UN in New York city. Uh, so I guess essentially the guy shows up with a shotgun and he's got a big like notebook filled with letters and, and, and various things. Uh, they haven't released the man's name or anything like that, but he was a gray haired man from Florida. Um, and and it's possible maybe they have released it. I didn't find it in this article um but essentially you know he had this and he's like look i want these documents delivered that's what i'm trying to do here and um apparently the u.n was already in session or whatever but i mean i don't know if he would have been able to get in it anyway i'm not sure if he had an appointment i don't know how any of that works um but the police you know were there on the scene um like i said obviously in the title there, there was a standoff um essentially i think he drops the letters and has them pick it up and then he you know they you know have him put down the gun they have him you know get down and they come in and they you know kind of swarm the area and handle it um it was all wrapped up within the day uh, but i definitely remember getting the headline about that like and it was like ongoing and i was like oh man that's that's really tense so um uh, it's weird these kind of standoffs that are happening in front of these you know government international you know what have you buildings um I mean, maybe this is more common, and I'm just hip to it this year, but, I mean, this seems a little bit new new tactic. I don't know. Um, new meta, <laughs> if you will. Um, if they do release names, stuff like that, I would uh, definitely hopefully get that back up here and get that on the pod for y'all. Um, but let's see. We also have from the AP, MLB owners lockout players. Uh, this is the first work stoppage since 1995. Uh, so this is news to me. I didn't know that there was a, a um, work stoppage that set off the World Series, f- like, I guess, for 1994 or 1995. Um, I, I would probably be killing this part right here for sure, for sure. Um, but it is one of those things where I was like, okay, so this is, like, a big deal then. Like, this hasn't happened in about a quarter century. So, you know, obviously something is happening here. and apparently, um. It has to do with money. Uh, The salaries for players have been cut, I guess, dramatically over time or steady over time. And um, I guess now is the time for the players to kind of say, hey, we need to put our foot down before the next season. So if we do it right now, I believe Wednesday is when it all kind of went into effect, the lockout. Um, Essentially, um, this is going to be their best shot at getting a better deal, getting a better negotiation. Let Let me hit that smoke break. oh yeah (laughs) um but ooh, look at me losing my train of thought but essentially um hopefully they do get a better contract because i i hearing the salaries for some of the starting rookies i was really surprised like around twenty thousand you know dollars for their annual or whatever i was like oh my like that's not good. Like, I mean, and I, and I think it's one of those things where we all think we see baseball, we see sports players, you're professional, MLB. Okay, you're making a lot of money. But apparently the trickle is not like that. Like, you know, there are so many players and it breaks it down in this article. And of course I got to go find it and then maybe say it or butcher it. Um, but there's approximately a um, 100, oh, no, I'm sorry, 1,955 players who signed Major League contracts at any point going into the regular season's final month. Uh, going to the final month, though, uh, 112 had earned $10 million or more this year as of August 31st, of which 40 made at least $20 million, um, including prorated shares of signing bonuses. Um, so essentially... This is a lot of numbers, guys, and numbers are not my thing. Um, there were 1,397 earning under a million, of which 1,271 were at 600,000 or less, and 332 under 100,000, and a group of younger players who shuttle back and forth to the minors. Oh, and I didn't even think about the minors part, too, where it's just like, you're literally just bubbling on water. This is more like a hobby to you. You might even have to keep like a second job or something to keep your, you know, your lights on and stuff. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm really level with you guys. Baseball's kind of boring to me. I might've said that before on the pod. Um, if it's your thing, I'm sorry. But um, at the same time, it is a sport, you know, it, it should be just at the same echelons as football or whatever. And, I, and it's it also is kind of challenging, too, because I've had little Facebook spats or seen them where people will go, oh, well, it's all based off of money, especially when we're talking about like why does the women's sports get paid less? What's well, like it's about the attendance, about people, blah, 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 blah. It's not just as simple as equal rights, buddy. But like at the same time, you know, here these guys are fighting and boycotting and shutting things down because they feel like they should be getting paid more. Which, I mean, I, I agree, but I think everyone should be getting paid more, period. Across, you know, all sports, across all genders. I don't know. And maybe this is me platforming to do way too much. I don't know. But <laughs> I do find this, uh you know, interesting, considering, like I said, it hasn't happened in a quarter century. Um, you know, we're not super sportsy over here. But at the same time, we will keep you posted with more. Because, um, you know, lockouts, protests, you know, we're about that. We're really about that now and then. So um but speaking of who's locked out uh cnn fires chris cromo um i got this from cnn business just to be ironic um but it is active story everywhere um i am also glad that this article does point out the fact that not only was he terminated because of his involvement with his brother um andrew cuomo in terms of the uh sexual assault allegations um and lewd conduct whatever the the, the Whatever it is, all the, the stuff we've been covering. Um, but essentially, they also added about his own personal uh, allegations from a woman who's not been named, I believe. But essentially, it is kind of an ongoing thing. And initially, the story started, I, I want to say around Monday, Tuesday, um, with CNN saying, hey, we're going to suspend him indefinitely. You know, we've been doing an ongoing investigation. Things have come to light um, about his involvement. And so we want to look into it. And they, I think, released some of their findings and things of that nature. And what has been shown and is post also, like, other people have been talking about this is, well, Chris Cuomo wasn't just talking on the news, being non-biased and just supporting his brother. Like, he was doing more than that. Um, There was texts um, and emails Pretty much saying, like, hey, here's a situation your brother Andrew's in, Chris. Can you help? And he's pretty much responds to the effect of, I'm on it. And by getting on it, he pretty much leads to go to talk to people who are involved in t- into this whole thing. So I imagine victims, um, other people who are just potentially connected in a network, essentially just networking the whole problem, which is already bad. Like, you can't do that. Like, that's fucked up. On his face right there. Like as a news reporter for a professional, you know, thing like CNN, you have to be as non-biased as possible. I mean, obviously, you know, they have the liberal slam. That's kind of a known whatever. But in terms of defending a corrupt, you know, politician, brother or not, that's fucked up. And CNN really should have been on this. They really should have just canned him right then, took him off the show, what have you. But they didn't. They rode the wave. They wanted to just you know, kind of just scuttle through this whole situation. Um, But I think when things came to light and then more people even pressed about it, I think that's why they just said immediately, just, yeah, we're firing him. We're terminating him. Um, So we'll see about the allegations as well. If there's any more fallout, Um, you know, he has been replaced. Uh, Gosh, let's see. I got the name here. Michael smirkarnish smirkuna smirkarnish we're gonna go with that one yes um so that's like the cuomo primetime slot that got replaced um so i guess he's gonna be doing the handoff with don lemon or whatever not that i'm really that into it i just learned what that was and i'm like oh is this like so instead of doing like an intro or something like that they just like have two guys in a face panels talk to each other and then that's it like all right i guess that's new wave um but um you know bigger development we'll see what happens with the brothers the cuomos um you know they got some shit to to deal with it seems and uh we'll see what happens with that um let's see let's see let's see uh and last but not least uh we wanted to give flowers uh condolences to bob dole longtime public uh servant and world war ii veteran uh dies i got This from ABC News and also CNN. Um, But he died of, I believe, cancer complications, uh, lung cancer. Um, It was stage four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But essentially, I didn't know. I knew he was a senator. I knew he was a candidate. I didn't know which side he was, but I guess a Republican. And... um, And I knew he was a Republican nominee because I watched Futurama and he was one of the talking heads. And I don't think they actually use his voice, but I just remember him always saying, vote for me, Bob Dole. And like, that was cool. That was really funny. And, um, apparently he was a world war II vet. I kind of learned that a little bit more today, doing a little deep diving, um, learning about his, you know, his time serving, um, interesting man, definitely a hard fighting guy. Um, he was a senator, you know, that was uh his big occupation, but um he did a lot of things off of the floor too, you know. So I I appreciate that in a way. Like I had forgotten that he was on the daily show and, you know, was just active in TV stuff and things of that nature. So that was pretty cool. Um obviously we are not going to be doing him justice, but we did want to you know, give flowers. And I know a lot of times we do bag on people, but I mean, from what I've seen, what I know, Bob Dole did not seem too bad. So I'm going to give him some props there maybe. And if I'm wrong, then by all means, let me know. And then I will correct it because I'm all for coming for these people. But, um, you know, hey, at least we said something nice, right? <laughs> um, But thank you for tuning in. It's been a great episode with you. Um hopefully we will get like I said get back to full strength. Um I don't know. I'm blaming it on the holidays, y'all. <laughs> but um we got socials, we got a Patreon, we got an Instagram, we got a Twitter, you know, all those fun stuff, Facebook. Um now and then podcast gang at gmail.com. You hit us up, I'll tell you all about them. Um, I'll tell you what you can get. you can get closer, I get closer. To us. Yeah. Um But yeah, Uh I hope you guys have a good one. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Hopefully we will talk to you soon with either some more news or some more history. You know, we're really hitting you just everywhere now. We're kind of just, we're sporing out. We're doing whatever now. We're wild. <laughs> like Corona, we're just really adapting just wildly. <laughs> um. On that note, uh have a good one. See ya.